Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with an uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you all are doing well. I know this is an exciting time because we're living in a pandemic. And this is our first Thanksgiving in a pandemic. And we've been told by the government that it's unsafe to do big gatherings. And also, this is a time where people feel loneliness stronger than any time during the holiday seasons because people are missing their loved ones who have moved on to glory or they're missing people who just walked out of life abruptly people who gave given up on them but i want to tell you that i have a word for you today from god on how to combat loneliness and i want you to know that god has a plan he always has a plan god would not leave us, nor would he ever forsake us. He would be with us in all these difficult moments. He guarantees it. He says he'll be with you in the fire, the flood, or the storm. Now, I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what your loneliness may be like. But I want to tell you, and I want you to understand, that you have victory today. We have victory through God and his word. And we're going to be looking at one particular incident in the Bible. We might look at a couple different incidents. I might talk about other people. But our main character today, our main person that we're going to talk about is going to be Joshua. And how Joshua, how God came to him in his moment of loneliness when his mentor, his spiritual ally, had left. And he had the daunting task of leading the people into the promised land. So I just wanted to encourage you today. So if you're dealing with loneliness, and you're missing your family and missing your friends. And I just want you to be encouraged that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, that he loves you and that he cares for you. There's nothing that he won't do for you in the midst of your circumstances. And we need to know what the Bible says about loneliness. We need to know. And so we're going to talk about this, but before we get started, I want to let you know today I've been reading from the NIV Bible. If you want to take notes, you can take notes. One thing about the podcast, you can listen to it over and over again. You can listen to this episode over and over to it. You know, it sinks into your your database, which is your memory. So I want to tell you that I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing that God would turn your circumstances around, that he would give you a hope that he will direct your path, that he will show you things great things that you can never imagine in this season. I just want to tell you that that God loves you and God cares for you and he will bless you and he will turn your situation and circumstances around. I want you to know that who God is and that God loves you and that God cares for you and that God is with you at all times. So I just want to encourage you today. I want to just to let you know that you are not alone and that God has an ultimate plan, an ultimate purpose for your life. So, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we just thank you for today, Father. Father, I pray for the people, Father, that will listen to this, this show about loneliness and overcoming loneliness and how to do it the biblical way, Father, based upon your word. It is understanding who you are, Father. The main thing that we have to understand is who you are how much that you love us, how much you care for us, and about the ultimate sacrifice that you made for us by sending your son to the cross. I'm just excited, God, 
uh, to be able to share this message with your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want everyone just to, you know, know that you're not alone. Whether it's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. Now, I'm just going to share this with you. At times in your life, you have felt that you were all alone and yearning to be with and feel connected to others. I have. This feeling describes the emotion of loneliness. In other words, people used to describe loneliness including the feeling of empty, isolated, excluded, or left out. You can feel lonely when you are physically alone, and you can also feel lonely in the presence of others. Loneliness is a really a reflection of whether or not you feel connected to others. It's, you know, you need, sometimes you need to feel connected. Remember, uh, God created us, and God put some things in us, you know, that make us, you know, desire. We're supposed to desire to be around one another, so there's nothing wrong with that, in other words. But sometimes, you know, things in our life, because we live in a fallen world, things don't work out that way. And I just wanted to just share these things with you, so I want you to know that how to combat loneliness. I want you to know this about God. God is a God of relationships. God wants children. We are his children. And a community. This is what God wants. He, this is why it says that we one body. That is evident in his very nature. He is the Trinity. Look at, look at this out. He's three in one. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In the book of Genesis, in the opening chapters, and I'm just going to talk about Genesis chapter 2, verse 13, 2, verse 18, and this is what he says, that it's not good for men to be alone. That was God's word. Then he says, I will make him a helper, a companion. God knows that we need fellowship. And we need people. We need to have communication. Uh, and this is his plan for mankind. This is something that you didn't think about. This is something that God think about. Then I also want you to know we are designed to be in a community with God, with one another. Perhaps this is why loneliness hits us the way it does because the Bible says that you know it's not good for men to be alone the Bible has a lot to say about feeling lonely and it's opposites of feeling connected but before we get that let's take a closer look at loneliness and the effect it has on us you know uh, I'm talking about understanding what loneliness is because loneliness has a, it has an effect on us. And it may be clear to you that you feel lonely. You long to feel connected to others, even to be helped. This is why hugs is so important. Touch, because this is what that touch makes you feel good. It makes you feel connected. But what if it is not obvious? 
depending on the situation, signs and underlying states of loneliness may include the following. See, there's other things that produce loneliness, and this is a feeling bored. This is the things that go along with it. Feeling bored or excessively tired, feeling helpless and threatened. Uh, some of the problems people have with loneliness, not sleeping well, being physically inactive, including not exercising. While it is normal to feel lonely from time to time, ongoing loneliness triggers stress that is so potent it affects the everyday life of a person. A person may feel tired and lethargic. He or she may experience stomach and digestive problems and other incidents of sickness and disease. Recently, research found that loneliness was associated with the risk of early death is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. You see how this loneliness situation is? It was more lethal than obesity. It's, contra it's, it's contrast, people who reported having great social connection were associated with 50% 50 50 reduced risk of early death. Loneliness can cause early death. So we need to know how to combat this loneliness so that it won't take us out before our time. And so we're going to talk about this and we're going to dive into it. And we're going to look at Joshua chapter 1. And I'm only going to talk about the first nine verses in Joshua chapter 1. But I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And God loves you. There's nothing that God wouldn't do for you. Uh, and I want you to know that you're not alone, even though your circumstance appear to be this way. But you have victory with God. Because people who experience loneliness for an ongoing period, they don't feel well, they frequently engage in behaviors or substance that make them temporarily feel better or numb the pain. The danger is that many of these substances and behaviors are addictive. Common addiction includes alcohol, drugs, tobacco, eating, exercise, media, including television, internet, smartphones, sex shops, people struggle and loneliness can lead you in all kind of different paths if you don't understand what's going on and why it has this effect on you. Researchers have found nearly half of Americans has an addiction to one or more substance or behaviors that have serious negative consequences on their health. In a discussion about loneliness, boredom, depression often comes up. Feeling bored and feeling lonely are closely related in both instances. You feel disengaged from the task. Boredom, people, loneliness, depressions, thoughts, distinctions frankly follow in coexistence with loneliness. 
as the person who is depressed, who is depressed or often withdraw from engaging with others. I want you to know that it's, it's really real loneliness, but we have an answer because God's given us an answer in his word how to overcome all these negative things that come at us. So I want you to be encouraged today. Whatever's on your heart on, is on God's side of man. And I just want you to know that, that God loves you, that God cares for you. There's nothing he won't do for you, that he will bless you. He would turn everything around. We just have to trust him. We have to believe that God is love. You know, and God's people are not exempt. So, you know, from the pain of loneliness. David was well acquainted with it. And his honest cries to God, as recorded in the Psalms, as you, if you look at Psalms 25, verses 16 to 21. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the trouble of my heart. Free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress. Take away all my sins. See how numerous are many. My enemies and how fierce they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame. I take refuge in you. My integrity and my upright protection. Protect me because of my hope, Lord, is in you. See that? That was David crying out to God in his loneliness, asking God to protect him and keep him. And so the first thing that we have to deal with loneliness is being able to talk to God about the situation and the circumstances. And sometimes, you know, uh, it's hard. You know, especially, like I said, this time of season, holiday, somebody's missing, you know, their family members, uh, wishing that they had a better situation. I can't see my family today. I can't go to them. They can't come to me. Well, they're not here. How do I keep my faith and keep my hope? How do I keep my peace? I'm going to share this with you. God said he would never leave you nor forsake you. That he would be with you. That he would guide you. That he would not let you, let you fall. You know, throughout the Bible, we see the connection with God and others. Follows of Jesus is a good, desirable, and preferable to being isolated and alone. David wrote, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. See, sometimes, you know, we have to have a body of beliefs because we are meant to encourage one another in the midst of loneliness. You know, that's if you have a, if you have a church home and you have a good church family, thank God for that. Because those people help you in the midst, of, the midst of the difficulties of dealing with loneliness. They will help you be able to, to get through the hardship and pain. But I want to let you know you're not alone. Even though you might be physically alone, 
I don't know if you've ever been uh, at work and you just, you can be talking to somebody, but dealing with the emptiness inside the loneliness, you might feel that, you know, even loneliness makes you feel like that you reject it. Uh, it makes your mind drift. Like I said, as we saw, and, and as I was saying, that loneliness can produce short life. It can make you sick. It can create stress. But we're going to talk about getting the victory. And getting the victory is just having a relationship with God. First of all, knowing that God loves you, that he cares for you, that he would never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm just to talk about Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Now, this is the time Moses had died. And the people mourning. Joshua just sitting down, ain't doing nothing. Because he's lonely, he's missing that one person that spoke to him every day, who gave him the word of God, gave him hope and inspiration. You know, it says that when Moses would go out every morning to the, the tent to meet God, that Joshua would follow closely behind Moses. He stayed closely behind Moses. He didn't, he, he, wanted, he wanted what Moses had. And it says that the people would look outside their tent, but they, were, they weren't like Joshua. Joshua loved Moses. And this is why he was chosen to lead the people, because he had a heart for God. You know, there was an incident where Moses sent out 12 spies to spy out the land. And only two came back with a good report. Ten came back with a negative report. It made the people complain and grumble against God and against Moses, against Aaron. But Joshua, he had a different report. He and Caleb came back and said that if God wanted to give them the land, he can give it to them. They had faith. And this is what faith was. They had the faith not to look at the opposition as being a problem. They had the faith to believe that God could give it to them. Yes, they saw giants in the land. It seemed that it would be impossible for them to, to defeat that. But they knew what God that they can do. So I want you to understand, to combat loneliness, you have to understand that, first of all, that you're not alone. Even though the enemy beats your heart and mind with it continually, he keeps pointing to you other people looking happy in relationships and stuff like this. And you saying, well, God, what about me? When do my turn come, God? When do I get somebody in my life to love me and care for me and show attention to me? But guess what? It says in Galatians in the fullness of time that God sent forth his son. See, you got to understand sometimes just a delay doesn't mean a denial. It just means that you ain't got to the point in time for those things. And so in the interim of time, let's spend time with God and get to know him in his word so that when he does bring these things into our life, that they don't become more important than God is. That's the key. Now, let's uh, look into Joshua chapter 1. Starting, I'm reading from the NIV Bible. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. Let's look at this. After the death of, of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' age, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory would extend from the deserts to Lebanon and from the great rivers of Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one would be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. I will be with, be with you as I was with Moses. See, and then this is, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back. I want you to see this because see, we have to understand verse five. This is what he says in verse five. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. I, will, I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. See, in verse 5, God gives the guarantee that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That he will be with you in that time of struggle. In that time of difficulty. Because now Joshua has a big task. Now all this stuff that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and that he was going to take these people and he was going to bless them was getting ready to be fulfilled. And he needed someone that he can, that could do it. And Joshua was the one who was chosen to do it. But God didn't leave him alone because he understood the pressures. Joshua understood loneliness and God understood that Joshua not only would deal with loneliness after Moses had passed but he would deal with it when the people would begin to rebel against his, his uh, decisions and you know and sometimes you know being in leadership is not easy because everyone don't agree with you when you make a decision about something there's a lot of people who just you know just won't agree with you it's going to come against you you know It'd be family that come against you, you know. It can be a whole slew of things that can happen. But I want you to know there's victory with God and through his word. And now you see, now God tells him, first of all, he tells him in verse 6, be strong and courageous. Then he says in verse 7, be strong and very courageous. And then this is the keys, the keys of victory that I want to give you. I want you to know how we overcome loneliness. We just overcome anything that deals with us in our spirituality when it comes to God's word. And he says this. We're going to go back to verse 7. Now, we saw he said twice about being courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey, to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right 
or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of laws depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have not I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now we're going to look at that again and we're going to talk about that. Verse 9. Now we saw three times that within verses 1 through 9, God is telling him to be courageous, be strong, be very, you know, very courageous. And what happens is because it becomes a mental battle when you believe in God because the enemy wars in your mind. Everything that God tells you, he, he makes you feel like that it, it's not going to happen. He makes you feel like that it was a lie, that God said these things and these things can't come to pass. But the key was that we have to obey and also meditate in the word day and night. In other words, this is your spiritual food. You know, it says in Deuteronomy 8, it says, men should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So sometimes we need to take our, our medicine. We need to take our, uh, our food. And that's, you know, yeah, we, we eat naturally, but we need to take the digestive word. We need to spend time in the word so that we can know that when things come against us, how to combat it. Because God had laid it out in the word. Like I said, in the book of Joshua, I'm only just talking about Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And how, first of all, God gives him three notifications about being courageous. He tells him twice that I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. God has given his guarantee to be with you. So I want you to know right now, whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. If you're feeling lonely right now, or you feel alone, you don't know what to do, understand that you're not alone. I want you to reach out and cry to God and talk to God about your circumstances. Don't be afraid to let God know how you feel. Like David cried out in Psalms 25, talk to God. God, this is how I feel. God, I, I don't like where I'm at, God. I don't like where I'm at, God, but I'm going to trust you anyhow, regardless of how I feel. You have to be able to say this to God. You have to be able to tell God that I'm going to trust you in spite of everything that looks around me, that looks bad. I know that you care about me. I want you to, I know that you care about me. See, my whole thing is I want you to understand that God cares about you. God loves you. And like, you know, when I say, say this, you know, and I say it multiple times and every time that I speak, I say, Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Because I want you to know that God hasn't forgotten about you. Even where you're at right now. God hasn't forgotten about you. There's victory in the word of God. There's hope in the word of God. And let's look at this again. I'm going to go back to verse 7. Because I want to read 7 through 9. In chapter 1 of Joshua, like I said, reading from the NIV, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it. 
to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have not I commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Did you hear that? See, God knew that discouragement would come along. He told him, do not be discouraged. Meditate in the word day and night. Get to know me. And you know what? When, you know, when Joshua was talking about the word of God, at this time that God is telling him, he didn't have a full Bible like me and you had. He didn't, he didn't have a New Testament. He only had five books to meditate on. But that's all he needed. Just think how much more God has given me and you today. We have a full Bible, fully equipped to show us how to battle anything that come against us. I want you to know that you're not alone. God loves you. I'm praying for you. I love you. I know it may be difficult this Thanksgiving because of COVID and the circumstance that we are in, that we are missing people that was dear to us who are not here today. But I want you to know that God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a destiny for your life. And so what I'm going to do is, right now, I'm just going to share some additional scriptures with you to build you up so that you will know that God is with you. In 2 Corinthians verse 417, it says this, For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. See, sometimes, you know, when you're going through things, it seems like that these things are negative. These, nothing ain't going to turn around. But you know what God is doing? He's using those things that the enemy might be trying to throw at you to make you feel negative. God is using those things to turn it around for your good. To turn it around for your good. And then in Psalm 17, 15, it says this. As for me, I will seek your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. See, the more you become like Christ is when you indulge in the word. And then what you'll find out, you'll be satisfied. You'll be satisfied even when things are not going the way that you perceive they should be going. God has a plan for your life. I want you to know this. God has a plan. And then in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 says this. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And you know, when you think about this, this is what I want you to understand. That when you begin to just to know who God is and begin to trust him and believe in him, when things are not going the way that they should be going, 
he gives you comfort because his word gives you comfort. In other words, you get to know the people in the Bible. You get to know who David is. You get to know who Joseph is. You get to know who Abraham. You get to know who Seth. You get to know Rebecca. You get to know uh, Moses. You get to, to know people. You get to know about Naaman, the only leopard that was healed, who was from Syria. You get to know these things. You get to know about the slave girl who told her master about the prophet who could heal this man of leprosy. So I want you to know that. You know, and also I want you to know God is faithful in no matter how you feel, no matter if everyone leaves you, no matter how long you are, he is there. He loves you more than you could ever possibly know or comprehend. It may seem like a Christian clique, but it is obviously the truth that your relationship with God can fulfill all your needs. Seek him and you will personally experience his love for you. So you just got to, you know, you got to spend time with God. Seek him. He shall be found. In other words, chase after God. Chase after God. Talk to God and see what God will do for you. See what God will do for you. You know, you have to just seek him and seek his glory. Seek him and get to know him. Because in the midst of your loneliness, he'll be there for you. Now, Psalms 139, verses 7 through 10 says this. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall hold me. I want you to know that's, that's what a father does. That's what a mother does. You know, you ever seen, you know, a new, when you have a newborn in the house and how everybody, this baby can do something in the whole house will laugh. Understand this, God is a protector. He wants to protect you. He wants to be with you in any and everything that goes on to your life and goes on in your life. He wants to be there. He wants to be able to help you. So loneliness, yes, it's, it's, it's really real. But I want to let you know that you're not alone. God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, I'm just excited to be able to talk to you about these things because I understand that, you know, it's hard, you know, to, to you know, to, to, to live through this time because of the fact that, that we are missing people. We're missing family. We're missing people that we love. Uh, I just want to let you know that you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. And then I'm going to leave you with this last, this last scripture in Isaiah 41, verse 10. This is what I want you to know. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. I just wanted to let you know that you are not alone. And during this holiday season, I'll be praying for you, asking God to bless you, to give you peace and give you comfort. But before I leave you, I want to close the show and pray. Oh, precious Father, I just pray for the people today. Father, people who are dealing with loneliness, Father. I pray, Father, that you just show them in your word that they will spend time with you during this holiday season, getting to know you. 
getting to know all the people in the Bible as individuals and get to know their life story and how they depended upon you when everything was falling around them. I ask you to bless the people today. I ask you, Father, when tomorrow comes, let them have a spirit of thanksgiving because your word says in Thessalonians, give thanks in everything. So, Father, I give thanks to you for being the head of my life. I thank you, God, for letting me be alive today. I glorify and magnify you. I thank you, Father, for the people. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you, thanks for listening to the show. I want to let you know that I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm asking God to bless you this Thanksgiving season. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.